tools to create a digital marketing campaign, the number of offline digital marketing tools available today can be overwhelming with so many tools available. It can be difficult to decide where to start and even more difficult to integrate your efforts to create an unified digital marketing campaign. Understanding which tools are most useful and how they can be combined for synergistic marketing effect is paramount to being a successful online marketer. I'm going to walk you to how do you put together so a multi-part online marketing campaign from start to finish we'll go over everything from the planning stage the implementation to campaign analysis using top of the line marketing tools so the whole way through i'm sadik world and over the last decade i have reached tens of millions of people through my online marketing efforts so if you are ready to put your marketing knowledge to the test and implement a live digital marketing campaign so come join me in my linkedin learning course on how to create a digital marketing campaign from start finish so what you should know before watching this course before we get started with course there are a few things that i think you should know in regards to course preparation i feel it best if you come in with foundational understanding of marketing and more specifically digital marketing i will be going over quite a few marketing concepts as we move through our campaign and may not explain each one in detail also be ready to move in and out of a number of different tools relatively quickly we dive right into creating a marketing campaign in this course and i'm not going to be showing the account setup process and will not be able to cover all of the features of each tool used i hope that i can help you get started with each tool and that you can then expand on what you have learned after the course a couple of other things that you should know during this course i will be using functional company called two trees olive oil for demonstration purpose at times however i will be accessing tools with other account that have real data in them the best demonstrate certain process and concepts aside from that be ready to learn and start a new marketing campaign see you again marketing campaign start goals with a year table so the first step in launching a successful digital marketing campaign is to determine the goal or goals of the campaign and then set up a way to track the fulfillment of those goals the set goals that are measurable and achievable it's best to use the smart goal setting strategy smart goals are goals that are specific measurable achievable relevant and time based so when we are creating our goals we want to keep all of these things in mind we want to make sure we are creating goals that we can track whether or not they have been completed and we want to have an end data when that end data comes we have either achieved or goal or we haven't achieved or goal so these are important to keep in mind when creating our smart goals now in order to track our goals i'm going to be using the tool called airtable it's an online database collaboration tool kind of works like a separate sheet but it's actually a bunch of database so you can a lot more with it so we are going to jump right in 
I have logged in, I have created an account, and I'm just going to start from scratch. So I'm just going to click add a base. There are a whole bunch of templates you can use, but we are just going to start right from scratch. So we are going to give our base a little and we will call it marketing goals. So we are creating and going to jump right in and jumps going to start creating a list of goals and kind of feeling this split sheet out and hopefully we will get an idea of why a table is so helpful for doing something like this first of all let's close this out on the right and let's go ahead and let's just add in some goals so we want some very specific trackable goals so we'll say website visits social media view and sales now notice that there is a column for status so let's move that column over the left and we can select the status for each one of these so let's say we still haven't started the website visit part of your campaign social media views are in progress and sales are also in progress this is going to be helpful when we review all of your goals the end in kind of report format now we need to track our goals so let's go ahead and let's add a column to the right and let's call this column objective and this column is actually going to be a number so we'll search for number and we want it to be in inter integers fine cause we are not going to have decimals and we'll just create that field and we can say that for our website we want to get 1000 visits for social media we want 5000 views and we want 50 sales great now we need to add a column to track where we are currently at so let's create another column let's call it current and it's also number and we can also make it integer and we'll create that field so let's say for website visits well that hasn't started yet so that is at zero social media views let's say we are at 5000 and sales we are at zero so now we want to add a column to track where we are the personage wise or achieving goal so we are going to add one to right we are going to call this progress and this one is actually going to be a formula so we are going to search for formula and this one is simply going to be current divided by objective and you can just type the name of the file in there so you can see just like that for formatting we do want to make a change we want to, it to be integer we want to be a percentage and we'll go ahead and create that field so you can see that it correctly says that we are 10 percent progress of achieving our social media views goal now we also need to add a due data so actually what i'll do is i just go into this notice field i don't need this notice field we will just change it to due data and we will make it a data and we can go ahead and we can hit save and when we can set the due data for this campaign say at the end of may and we can just copy and paste this so that it's the same for all of these goals now if you are working with multiple people you can also create a field for the collaborator so we will just call this collaborator and you can add collaborators here in a table so we'll just create a field for it and then if you add other people you can search for them you can search for them and they could be is in here as well but right now it is all me so i'm in charge of everything so now we have our goals right here and that is good start right there you know we can come in here and we can update where we are at currently we can see our progress once this hits a hundred percent we can say it's calculate but want to show you the power of 
your table real quick here. So, in order to achieve these goals, we are going to need to some certain tasks. So, first of all, let's rename this table and let's just call it goals. So, we know that is what that is. But let's go ahead and create another table, an empathy table, and we will call this task. Let's say one task we need to do is we need to run the Google Ads campaign. We are not going to get website clicks from ads without running our Google Ads campaign. So, that's the name of the task. But now what we can do is we can go ahead and we can change this file here. We can take out notes and we can actually say goal and we can link this or goals. So we can choose link to another record. We are going to link to goals reached and then we are going to click save. So now when we look at this task and we double click in goals or click on goals and click on the plus, we can choose one of our records from the goals table so for running our google ads campaign that is part of the website with this call so we can just click to add the as well now we could add multiple goals in here i could say hey it's also part of the sales goal so we can click as well so you can see this the power of air table where we are link our table together this is helpful we look at reports later on so you could go in and you could actually do the something we did the goal table where you have like and objective account and progress indicator and you can add in here to task as well if each task measurable in terms of when it comes going to be completed you could add these two fields in the calculation so you could you see your status of that so could do your entire marketing goals have them list all or here their status where they are currently at and then you can have all of the tasks related to those goals and then you could add a collaborator field in here as well so that you could assign those tasks now in order to see your progress you can just look here in the sheet like we are right now but there is actually a way that looks a little bit nicer and that's by using this interface. So if we click on interface, we can just say start building and we will just call this reports. And now we need to add a layout. So we are going to use record view. That is kind of the default. So we'll scroll down and click next. And so we want to view your goals table and you can kind of see a preview. So we'll click next. Now we can choose all the information that we want to see in your report. So. Let's say we don't want to see like current and objective. We just want to see the progress. Maybe we do want to see the do data and maybe we want to see the tasks that are associated with it. So that is really cool feature. So we are now looking at the task table and it's listing all of our tasks that need to be done in order to complete our goal. So we can click next. We can go ahead and we can call this goals report and click finish. We go ahead and we will click publish up here at the top of and we will close this out. So now when we look at our goals report right here, we can look at each goal and we can see that progress. We can see we are 10 percent on social media views, zero percent on sales. Oh, what tasks are associated with it? Well, they are listed down here at the bottom and then the same for our website visits. So this is how you can start in creating a list of smart goals for your digital marketing campaign. This is a really powerful tool. We are going to be using it again later on in the course when we, we talk about creating a content plan. I highly recommend that you use a tool like this to track your goals because it can be difficult at times to create measurable goals related to marketing. We want to reach 
a certain amount of viewers. But how many cells does that actually turn into? That's why in our database here where we are tracking calls, we want to track cells, we hopefully would be doing it with cookies so that we can actually prove that a sale come from or marketing, somebody clicked on an ad and then bought or product that is for sure a sale that we got from marketing. So this is a great place to track that kind of information to more easily be successfully in achieving the goals of your marketing campaign. See you again. Campaign target market with Google Analytics. One of the first steps that you should take when creating a digital marketing campaign is to determine your target market. So let's talk about some tools and strategies that you can use to do just that. So first of all, there are some traditional market research strategies that you can use if you have any information from previous sales or people who are already customers. That is really valuable information and I would Definitely make use of that if you have got it on hand. You may also want to take a look and see if there has been some market research that has already been done in your industry that might have you narrow down in things a little bit. If you have data from previous marketing campaigns that could be really useful in the first PPC campaign that you ran, did you collect information. Where were those people from? What age group were they in? Maybe you have some of their other interests. Definitely very valuable information. You may also want to take a look and see if there is been any focus groups that have been done or you could do some yourself to try and narrow down your target market. And then a couple things that we are going to look at more specifically, you can use information from social media and you can use website data. So let's go ahead and let's take a look at how we can get some information out of Instagram and Google Analytics. Okay, so right now I'm in Creator Studio here in Facebook. I'm looking at my Instagram insights. You can access this on your mobile phone in the Instagram app, but you can also do it here from Creator Studio since that is how you can manage Instagram on a computer. So I'm just at businessesfacebook.com. I'm looking at my Instagram insights and you'll notice that from here right off the bat, we can see some demographics about our followers. We can see that for this account, our followers are 54% man, 36% woman. And then we can see which age range are following as, you, as well. So obviously, that 25 to 44 age range is big for both men and women. So right off the bat, if I don't have any other data to work with, I can look at this and say, okay, let's start targeting both men and women. It's pretty split, but between the ages of 25 and 44, we are not going to worry about the older ages. For this marketing campaign or the younger ages, that is assuming we want to target the people who are most likely to buy our products or service. Maybe the goal of this campaign is to target those who aren't already purchasing or products and service in which case you would use this data differently, but right off that bat, you have got that information. We can also see when they are on Instagram, we can see which countries and cities or followers are in as well. So this is also useful information. Not only are we narrowing down to gender and age, but 
We can also narrow down country, which can help you narrow down language and some cultural trends. Can also take a look at the cities as well. So right here in Instagram, we can get some valuable information for or targeting if you don't already have information. And same goes for Google Analytics. This information used to be a lot more powerful before. Some of the laws change about collection information from website visitors. So unfortunately, we don't have that much demographic info here in Google Analytics anymore. But we do have locations, so I'm just in the audience section. Then geography and location, and we can see for this website, the majority of our visitors are coming from the United States, United Kingdom, to Germany, so Turkey. That is interesting, obviously. The first two are English-speaking countries. The 41, Canada, the, the 51, India, 61, all English-speaking countries, but we have got Germany at a number three, so maybe there is a way we can try and target some of our German visitors a little bit since they seem to be interested in our product or service. And you could also look at this for language. I'm doing it as based in on country. I'm looking at language, but you can see we have got English, United States, Great Britain, Canada, Australia, and it looks like Mandarin Chinese. So you can definitely get some information here in Google Analytics, but you really want to collect this information and determine your targeting before you even create your content because we are not talking about targeting, just we get in Google Ads and say, okay, who are we trying to get this ad in front of? No, we need to tailor our actual content for this market as well. So we need to change the ad copy based on who we are targeting. So this is one of the first things that you should be doing after you determine your marketing goals. Go ahead and determine your targeting. So that when we go into all of these other areas of our digital marketing campaign, so we have got that set. We don't have to decide. So who are we going to display this to? No, we know who our target market is to that is first. And we'll set you up to make it real easy as you move forward in creating your marketing campaign. Specify a budget for your digital marketing campaign before you began to implement your marketing campaign, it's important to determine your campaign budget because this will let you know how much you can spend in each particular area of your campaign. Now, for example, in this course, we are going to have a campaign budget of $100. I'm not talking about total marketing budget. We are talking about the budget specifically for this campaign. So along with that, we have certain expenses for this campaign and we are going to try and calculate how much we are going to spend for each area. So how much are we going to spend for PPC advertising? How much for social media advertising? Affiliate marketing, email marketing and creative design. Now for your marketing campaign, you might have some different expenses. You might not be doing affiliate and email, but you might have a social media manager that you need to pay. So obviously you are going to tailor this for your organization and your campaign, but this is the example that we are going to use. So let's move on over to spreadsheet to see how 
we can calculate our budget. Okay, so here I'm in Google Sheets and you could use Airtable or a different tool for this. What I do like Airtable is actually a database. It's not spreadsheet, so it works a little differently for financial calculations like this. I like using spreadsheets, so we are on Google Sheets. So let's just call this marketing campaign budget. And the first thing that we want to add is we want to add our total budget because we are going to use this to calculate how much we should spend in each particular area. So we know that our total budget is 1000 and we can make that currency and we can make this raw bolt. Okay, so now we are going to add our individual areas that we are going to be spending money in. So we'll just call it ITIM and we are going to be spending money in PPC advertising, social media advertising, affiliate marketing, email marketing, creative design. And we also want to row for our total amount and we also want row for our total amount and we can make this top row and the bottom row ball to say stick out and we will adjust our table a little bit so now the other things that we want in our spreadsheet for our budget is we want that our budget is going to be what we are going to do enter this we are going to actual you as a percentage to calculate this so we are going to leave that blank for now we also want a column for how much we are actually spending in each area we want a column for the difference and then we want a column for our budget percentage and this is what we are going to use to calculate our actual budget so instead of having to go into each area and say well i want to spend uh, a one hundred dollar here two hundred dollar here so no 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 we have a total budget it's less about the monetary amount that you want to spend in each area and more what percentage of your total budget which area is most important so this is obviously people can go back and forth and where they spend uh, money i will say it's going to depend on your campaign but if you are just doing a general campaign the bulk of your money should probably be spent in other search or PPC advertising and then you can trickle down money to the other areas but the bulk should be in PPC so when we calculate our budget percentage first all of the let's change the sales the percentage and we'll say for PPC we want to spend 50% of our budget social media 20% and then other areas 10% each if we calculate our total budget well it was going to do its for us and right there so we have got a 100 percent of our total budget allocate so now we need to calculate our budget so what we are going to do for that is we are going to do a formula so i'm just going to say equal and we are going to say total budget times per the percentage when we split this formula to the other cells in order to keep it always calculate from be one and not move down our sheet we just need to put a dollar sign in front of b and a dollar sign in front of one and if i hit enter notice it calculates our budget for ppc and it actually suggests autofill which is what i do want to do but i'm going to reject that for now cause i want to show you how you would do it otherwise so we have done our formula in this one cell to carry that our we are just going to drag that little square at the bottom right of that cell once we have it 
highlight all the way down. And you can see our budget is calculated for us. So we use it a percentage to calculate our budget. So we have 500 for PPC and 200 for social media and 100 for each of the other areas. Now, we also need to make a calculation for this difference column. In the actual column, we are going to enter manually. So let's just say, for example, we spent $200 already on PPC advertising. So let's go ahead and make that currency. So far, a difference, we are just going to do another formula. We are going to say equal. We are going to say the actual minus, the budget enter and you can see that we have 300 left over for that particular area and we bring that all day and we need to make a change here we need to calculate the action as the sum for this total row of all these and we can see where we are at so if we were to say oh we went over and we spent $200 in affiliate marketing. So we went over our affiliate marketing budget, but we haven't spent any money in these other areas yet. So right now we are still $600 below budget. So right now we are still $6,000 below budget. We have of sudden spent $80,000 in social media advertising. We could see that we are now our budget was a $1,000, we are now $1,020,000, so this is a grave that calculates your budget for each area without having to do it just based on the monetary values, but actually do it based on percentage. If you have another expense, just insert a row, add it in here, change your percentage, and then your budget amount will update for you and the difference will update for you as well. So this is just a really simple way to get a marketing campaign. Budget going to that when we go to implement our campaign, we know how much we can spend in each individual area. Determine channels and messaging. Let's talk about choosing channels and determine messaging for your digital marketing campaign. When it comes to choosing channels, there are a few things you want to keep in mind first and Foremost, you need to keep in mind your target market or your persona. So what type of people are you trying to reach? And what channels are they using? Are they on Facebook? Are they watching videos on YouTube? Are they just using Google search? Where do you find your target market? That is obviously the first place you want to look. You also want to make sure you are looking at past campaigns. So if you had success, with a certain channel in the past or maybe you haven't had so much success with a particular channel that is definitely should pay and play a part in when you are choosing your channels for this campaign there may be some industry specific channels maybe there are certain websites that you want to get on certain database and stuff like that that can definitely be part of your marketing campaign and finally you need to think about your budget somebody might say hey let's advertise on tv in our target market they all watch tv that's where they are at do we have to budget for that because tv costs a lot of money we already did our budget in this course but you kind of have to go back on four when we are choosing your channels you might have to remove a particular channel if you don't have the budget for it or if you are a little short and you have some extra cash you could add a channel or at least increase your budget 
for one of your channels. Some examples of digital marketing channels include PPC display ads. I'm talking about search engine marketing and display ads and websites. That's the backbone of digital marketing. Unless you have a very specific reason, this should almost always play a part in your digital marketing campaigns. Obviously, social media is one of these as well. There might be times where you don't want to run a particular campaign on social media. But generally speaking about digital marketing, social media should usually be part of that conversation. Same goes for email. You should also think about using text. And then, of course, video. When we talk about advertising online, we mention PPC and search engine marketing a lot, but video ads are really great because you can do an ad in the same way that you wish to add TV, ad, but you can do it on YouTube for fraction. Fraction of the cost, if your message is best delivered via video, you can still do that without having the budgets for TV. So these are just some examples. One last one is obviously your website and search engine optimization. So this is what I do. A lot of content marketing, if you already have employees that are hiring specifically for marketing, have them to work that is building content for your website. So you are not always just paying for advertisings and paying for boosted posts and all that sort of thing. But actually get people to find you via Google search and then come to your website. When we talk about messaging, there are a few things to keep in mind. First of all, your organization mission, always making sure that your messaging is in line with the main mission of your organization, again, or target market, or personas, and this goes hand in hand with the channels where are the people that we want to reach and how can we appeal to them. So it goes hand in hand. We definitely always need to keep in mind our target market. Do you have any sales or promotions going on? That is definitely something that you could use as part of company. A good way to entice people to click on and add our social media post and then always pre presenting a solution to your target market is always a great way to advertise or take market product or service online identify a problem let the viewer know that you have a solution for it and then demonstrate how your product or service solves the problem for them and finally specifically when we talk about brand awareness campaigns you always want to be building trust with your viewers so that can go two ways one, you might develop a specific campaign to build trust, but even if you are not, even if you are building a campaign to convert leads into sales, you still want them to trust you when they see your messaging. So, in type of messaging that may look kind of suspect or like you have ulterior motives, you definitely want to avoid that with your messaging. Okay, let's take a look at the channels and messaging that I'm going to use for this course and how we can organize that so that anybody who is working on this campaign has access and can work with it. Okay, so here I'm in Google Sheets and you can see I have just put a simple spreadsheet 
together where I have my channels listed here in column and then my message in column B. In this course, we are going to be running a campaign. For a campaign called to trees, olive oil, they sell olive oil. So you can see my message via email. We are going to promoting that people use olive oil as moisturizer instead of just using it for cooking and that sort of thing. For Google Ads, that's or PPC, we are going to be promoting that we are doing a campaign for free shipping. For, for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we are going to be promoting saving 10% on our oil lovers club, which is like a monthly subscription club. And then for affiliates, we just want our affiliate marketers to promote all the different flowers that we have and why they like them. So got our channel or message, we can actually write the copy in here and then we have got a link. So when we send out this email, it's going to have call to action for somebody to click on a link and this is where it would go. Now, you can just use a separate sheet like this if you would like, but I happen to prefer using Airtable. The reason that we have this repeated three times and we use Airtable, we don't have to that. So I'm just going to into the base that we create early, the marketing call space, and I'm just going to change the title actually to marketing because we have all goals within here. But we can have other stuff in here too. So I'm just going to add a new table here, an empathy table, and we will just call these channels. Okay, and we can go back to our separate sheet and we can just take all of your or channels. We can copy M and we'll pass M right in here. So we bought in all of different channels. And then over here, we have our messages and in order kind of make this easier. What I'm going to do is I'm gonna create a second table for or message. So we just call this, I guess, messaging, okay. And then we will go back to our separate sheet and we will copy and paste. We'll get that for one in a second. So we'll copy the top three, past them in, and then we will and uh, pass that in as well. So now what we can do is we are got all messages. So now we could come over here and we could change this notes column to say add copy and we can probably delay these fields here. And what we do is we only have copy for one of our messages right now. That is olive oil moisturizer one. So we can go ahead and we can paste in or add copy. So that is in three there and you could make this longer. You can add graphic here in Airtable. So you could make a column for actual visual graphic as well. But we do also want the column for the link. And so we can go and we can grab the link and we can put it in here. Now that's great. This we basically just recreate what did right. But there is where the graphic magic happens. So now what we can do is we can go back to our channels table and we can delete some of these fields here. We can change the nuts field and we can call it messaging or we will just say messages for this and for this, we are actually going to link it to another record. So we are going to choose link to another record. We are going to link to the messaging table. We will click save and so now what we can do, let me skip this for now is when we go in here, we can say, okay, so for email, where did we want? We wanted the olive oil 
Moderate's messages. Okay, great. For Google Ads, we want to do fresh ping. For Instagram, we want to 10% on the Olive Oil Lovers Club. In fact, for these three, that's what we wanted. And then for affiliate, we wanted to promote or flowered olive oils. Now, the other cool thing is that, say for Google Ads PPC, we want to do free shipping, but we also want to do something else. So we can add a second one. So we can say, you know, we also want to allow people to save 10% on the oil lovers club. So now we have both of those in there. So at any time, if we want to change our messaging, we can do it over here. And then from right here, we can just click on particular message and we can see that details about it. So that one doesn't have anything in terms of ad copy. The olive oil moisturizer one does. So if we click on the, it from here, we can see here is the ad copy. Here is the link that we are using. And here are channels that we have associate with the so by using Airtable we can build this out a little bit more efficiently and then it makes editing it and modifying in easier later on if you go into your messaging you could also add a column for collaborator so if there is certain people that are in charge of doing messaging one of these messages and then another person is in change of different one you could do that all here in Airtable. So I hope this helps you when you get to the point when you are setting up your digital marketing campaign and you need to decide where am I going to put my promotions and what am I going to say. So this should help give some ideas on where to do that, what to say and then how to organize it. Content plan Airtable now that we have determined the messaging for our marketing campaign and we have established which channels we are going to use it's time to develop our content plan. For each item in our content plan, we need to think about certain elements and then record them so that we know who is doing what, when things will be published and what it is actually that we are going to be doing. So First of all, for each individual item, what is the overall name? So this is like the title or the headline. When will it be published? So what channels will it be published to? And who will create the content? Now it makes sense to create our content plan in Airtable because we have already added our channels and our messaging in there. So we can just link everything together. Let's go ahead and take a look. Okay, so here I am in Airtable and we already have our channels table and our messaging table. So let's go ahead and add a new table and call it content. We'll just create an empathy table, name it content. And now let's go ahead and let's start configuring our elements. So first of all, we have to name field. Let's go ahead and just call that title. I like that a little bit better. Secondly, we need to publish date. So let's go ahead and add publish date. And we'll go ahead and choose the data type and click save. Then we also need who the others going to be. So I will just the other and then we'll go and we will choose collaborators. So we could link any collaborators to this if we want to and we'll save that field. Now, we also want to link it to what channel it's going to be published on at or what messaging is going to be delivering. 
So I think it's better to go with messaging because we can link it to our messaging table. And then automatically bring in. If we go to measuring table, we can automatically bring in the channels that will be publishing it too. So let's take a look at how that works. So we are going to go to the status field and we are going to change that. Or actually, let's leave the status field. We might want that. Let's add a new field and we will call it messaging. And now we'll choose link to another record and we will choose that messaging record. We'll click on create field and this is actually something we want to look at now. So do we want to add a lookup field. So it's asking us when we look at the messaging table or there are fields in the messaging table. That messaging is linked into that we also want to show here in content. And they are, we want to look at the channels. Low, let's go ahead and choose channels and click at one field. So now you notice that channel is already in here. So we have got a lot of our fields configured here. And I will show you how you could add some more option fields at the end. But let's go ahead and let's add an item to our content plan or really kind of your content schedule. So we need to create a banner for Google Ads that advertises or free shipping. So we'll just call this free shipping banner. We'll say the publish date is May 20. I'm going to be other, but obviously you could add somebody else. If you had them in here, the status is to do. We haven't started it yet. So now we need to choose the messaging. So obviously we know it's the free shipping banner, but this one's pretty easy because it's just our PPC banner. So the messaging and the title are the same. But when we talk about content marketing, so article in on websites or maybe even social media posts, the title might be a title bit different from the messaging. But for this one, we'll go ahead and we'll choose our messaging. And obviously, we are going to choose free shipping and we'll notice that while it brought in the Google Ads channel for us. So we know that this content, once it's complete, is going to on the Google Ads channel. So you could go through here and you could add all of the individual price of content that you want to create. Now, there is some more things you can do as well. You could add a field for, say, a graphic. For this one, we are really just creating a graphic. There is not going to be much text with this. So we could create a field and we could just call to graphic and then we could go down here, the field type, and we could choose I guess we'll have to search here. We'll choose attachment. That will be the easiest one for us. So we'll create that field. And now when we go into the graphic field, you'll notice that you can drop fields right in here. We could add an attachment. That is how you can get all of your actual content here in Airtable so that all of the collaborators on your team have access, can see where things are at and can access the files. So you could also create another field for add copy, let's say, and this could be also an attachment field. So we could upload the documents that have all the text for all files, regardless of what program you're using, whether it's Word or something like that, you could actually upload the file right there. You can be creative with this. You could add more column as if you want to, if depending on the type of content you're creating. But this is a great way to schedule your content 
and it's going to be in line with your messaging and your channels. This almost ensures that is in line with your messaging by doing it all the same place here in a table. We are making sure that when we create a content item, we need to link that to messaging. When we link to it to messaging, it automatically brings in our channels. So go ahead and get your table created and start adding all of your individual elements that you want to create in terms of your content as part of your marketing plan. Create marketing campaign content with Canva. All right, the time has come. We have done a lot of planning. It's time to start creating our actual content. Now, there are a number of different tools that you can use. I'm going to show you how to easily create some content with Canva. So let's move on over to Canva. Obviously, you could be using tools like Photoshop and Illustrate InDesign. If you are a graphic artist or have a graphic team, but I want to show you an easy way to create some content using Canva. If you don't really know where to start and you just need to create like a banner at or a social media post. So here I'm at canva.com. I'm log, logged into an account. This is a free account. So I'm not having access to any extra features and right from to home page, you'll notice that we have a number of different options for creating content with Canva, we can create presentations, social media, video, print marketing, all sorts of stuff. Well, there is a whole category for marketing, right? That is awesome. So you can look through this. If you are creating an Instagram post, obviously you can use the Instagram post template. If you are creating a Facebook post, you could use the one. If we go to marketing, let's see what else they have. So there is some print marketing templates that you can use, but then we also have all these online ads as well. LinkedIn banners there, email headers. Now that's great, but you can also create custom sized content. So if you go to the top right, you can enter a custom size. Now I wanna create a Google ads banner or just a Google ads display ad. And generally they are like 3,300 by 300. So if I type in 300 by 300, you'll notice that I could create design and with exactly those dimensions or I could use one of these ones that is suggests and I don't mind creating it a little bit bigger and then we can scale it down if we need to so I'm just going to use this Instagram post template is 160 by 160 so let's go ahead and click on that you'll notice it opens up in a new tab and we are ready to start using canva now there are a number of different ways to use canva first of all we are in this template section and you can see that there is different templates we can use so if we click on one of these templates it would pop up and then when we would have access to edit all of these different elements so i could move this background I could change the color of the background. I can change the next. I could go up here and I could change the font of the text. Notice I can change it over here. So there is all sorts of stuff you can do with your templates. However, I don't really want to use a template for this. I want to just start from scratch. So let's just go back and let's just do that again. And we'll create a new one here. So I have got a blank page and what I want to use is I want to use a couple of images that I have. I want to put them together and then I want to add some text. So 
first of all, we are going to go over here to uploads, and I have already uploaded the images that I want to use. However, if you need to still upload it, you could just go to upload media and upload it from your computer. So once you have uploaded it, it shows up over here on the left, and then you can actually just click and you can drag these elements onto your canvas and they are and uh, canvas you will notice you have all these options to kind of resize them so i definitely want it to be full width and i'm gonna move it down to the bottom here now i also have this two trees olive, olive oil logo that i want to include this is going to be a banner for or free shipping PPC ad. So I will go ahead and I will move this up here towards to top. I definitely want to three in there fully. So let's put it put it there. And now because this is for free shipping, I want to add another element. I don't have a graphic for that. So I'm going to add a text element. If I go over here to text, you will notice that I can just start by adding a heading or could use one of these font combinations where they kind of configure the font for us, you'll notice that when you are using Canva. Some of these elements, they don't have any symbols over them, and some of them have this crown symbol. That means you have to upgrade to prone in order to use that element. So that is the same thinking when you are searching for photos. There are tons of the free photos that you can use here in Canva. Some of them, you do need to have a pro account, so I could choose, say, this happy birthday text. I could just click on it and it puts it in there, and then I could move it where I want. I could change the actual text and that sort of thing, but I don't actually want to use this one, so let me delete that out and let scroll down and see if there is another one I can use here. I kind of like the look of this one. So let's add this in. Let's make a few changes. So I'm going to delay to bottom element and up here. I'm just going to type in free shipping and we'll make it a little bit wider. So it all shows up on one line, hopefully. Yeah, that is nice. And let's go ahead and let's center that. And now we need to find a place for it here in our graphic. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to make this graphic a little bit crowned. Okay, and I'm gonna to move it up on our canvas and I'll move fresh pink down. I think I need to, yeah, I need to change the font color. Here is a really cool feature of canvas. So uh, if I select some text to change the color and I go up here to the text color, you'll notice that I can choose from default colors, but they actually have the colors that are in the photos that I added to the canvas. This is awesome because now I can kind of work with the same palette without needing to record the palette myself and determine what color scheme I'm using is in everything. So I could choose this blue, which is kind of nice. I could go with the green, it matches our logo, but I don't love the color. I can go through this and I can decide. I kind of like the blue. I think it's more a catching. So let's just go with that for now. So we'll move this element down here towards the bottom and maybe we will, yeah. I think that is good right there. So notice that basically with canvas here, we have taken one image, two image, added some text and we could do a whole bunch of other things as well. I'm not graphic designer. That is not my specialty, that is why I use, I took 
like Canva because it's so easy to use. But just to show, you know, over here in photos, like I mentioned, there is a bunch of free photos that you can use. So you could search if I didn't have a good picture of olive oil. I could search and there is a free picture of olive oil that I could use. These other ones, obviously I need pro, but there is tons of images in here for you to use. There is also things like emojis. There is GIFs that you can use. There is audio, charts, video, all sort of stuff. So this is a great free tool. You obviously do have access to some more features if you upgrade to Pro. But once I have finished, I can just go ahead and I can click on this share button. And you'll notice that I have a bunch of different options. I could publish it right from here to Instagram, but I could download it so I can go ahead and I will download this as Pinigi that work for me. Everything looks good here. So I will click on download and you say, wow, we are downloading. I just want to show you this because what I want to do is we now, because download is called happy, that is cool. So let's move that to our desktop for now and let's go ahead and let's go back over to AL table. We'll go to our marketing area here and we go to our content table and we create this content item, free shipping banner status to do. Well, hey guys and hey, guess that. It's not published yet, but the graphic is done. So now we can go over here, the graphic column, we can add on attachment. We are going to add it from our device. Go to our desktop and we'll upload happy. Click upload and so now we have uploaded our graphic. So if we click on it, you'll notice that it shows up. So we have gone full circle here. We have created our graphic using Canva using some different elements. And then we have uploaded it here into our content planning table here in AIR table. So that now all of the collaborators on our project, on our marketing campaign have access. They can see that is being completed. Somebody is charge of designing it. Somebody else in charge of publishing it. Now the person who is in change, charge of publishing can come in. So they have access to graphic and they can publish it. So definitely a great tool to use. Canva and then don't forget to get everything uploaded to your content planner. Keyword research with Uber suggests we wouldn't be running a true digital marketing campaign without talking about SEO and doing some keyword research. So we are going to talk about so we are going to talk about why we need keyword research briefly here and when we are going to jump right in and do some research. So first of all, where is our keyword research going to be used for our situation is going to be used when we are doing any display ads. PPC using Google Ads is going to be used on our website content. So if we are doing any content marketing or if we are just trying to optimize our website for search engines, we are going to make use of these keywords. If we were doing any YouTube content, we would always want to make sure that we are using those keywords in the title and description. You could also use keywords that you find as ideas for social media posts. Your social media posts aren't that heavily reliant on keyword cause. People are seeing most posts on their feed instead of searching for them. But you can get an idea of what people are looking for when you do key 
word research which can give you idea for social media content. Now, when we are doing our keyword research, the golden rule that we want to look for is we want to look for keywords that have high search volume and low competition. What they bid price is going to matter a little bit when we talk about going PPC with Google Ads, but at the end of the day, if you are looking for be efficient with your money, get the most traffic that you can for the lowest cost. We want high search volume, low competition. So let's jump right in and start doing some keyword research. Okay, so there are a number of different tools that you can use to do keyword research. One of my favorite is called Upsuggest. It's by Neil Patel. He is been doing SEO for a long time now. This website has evolved over years and years. So there is a paid version, but I'm just using the free version. And you are a bit limited in the free version. But at last, it gives you an idea if you like the tool or not. So since we are selling olive oil and we are running our marketing campaign for olive oil, let's go ahead and let's just start general with search uh, olive oil and see what we can what we can find okay so right off the bat after we run our search we are giving some information specifically for the keyword olive oil we can see the monthly search volume 100,000 what the seo difficult is so this is how difficult it is to get the top of search engine result pages organically not through advertisement 62 not horribly difficult, you can see that it's easier than doing the paid method, paid difficulty is at 100, and then we can see the average cost per click at $1. So as we are doing this keyword research, we can save some of this keyword, obviously, right here in Uber suggest we have a tool add it to a list so we could create a list for this particular campaign and you could just add them right in there that's one way to do it you could also go over here to Airtable we have the tables that we created early in the course but we could just add a new table we could just call it keywords and then we could enter or keywords as we find them if we want to take any information with us we could create columns for that so if i wanted to do seo difficult paid difficulty the cpc i could add those in as well i'm not going to do that in this video i think you can get that information in there if you would like but the one thing i think is really nice about using a table for this is like we have done with our other table is when we have those keywords we are going to use some for our websites and we are going to use some for ppc so we could create a column go in and edit this column and we could make it link the another record and could link it to our channels record we'll just call it channels so that for the keyword olive oil we will bring in any information that we want but then we say, okay, what channel are we going to use that keyword on? Is that going to be in Google Ads? Or is that going to be on the different one of our channels that we are using? So I don't have our content marketing channel up here or website blog, but if I did those, which be kind of or two options, Google Ads or, you know, content marketing. So I could choose Google Ads for this. Just do that, then we 
could sort. Once we have got our list together and we could just see all the keywords we are using for Google Ads and all the ones we are using for something else. But let's go down on the Uber Suggest page a little bit and take a look at some more of the information here. So we scroll down, we have the sections called keyword ideas and we could click here to view more as well, but we can take a look at this list first. So for each of these keywords, we can see that they are monthly volume, the GPC, cost per click, the paid difficulty, and then the search difficulty. So this is where we can really kind of break down which ones we want to do for bait and which ones we want to do for search. So we can see olive oil calories. People are searching for how many calories olive oil has. Search difficulty is not super hard, but there is some competition there for paid difficulty seems like it's really easy. Now, the cost per click is a little high. Not sure necessarily why that is, but paid difficulty, very low competition. So this could be something. Calories and smoke points, yeah, we are doing a paid ad, the calories one, there is def definitely something there because we might be able to advertise based on the calories of our olive oil. If we have a like low calorie olive oil, maybe that is something we could advertise, we could hit that olive oil calories keyword and maybe get in there for a low price. So this is what we are kind of looking for. This one tells me that it's low competition for paid difficulty. Going down olive oil on hair has actually a high competition for paid difficulty, but a low competition for search difficulty at 99. So this would be a great opportunity for us to create a blog post on how you can use olive oil for your hair or why you shouldn't if that is the case. And then we can just do content marketing with that optimize it for the search engines and maybe we can get in there organically in the first page of Google. So this is type of stuff that we are looking for. So we could add that keyword olive oil in here to our list and then we could choose the content marketing channel instead of the PPC Google Ads channel. And when we click to view more of the list, you can see we just have more options in here. You can sort right here by paid difficulty. So we could sort. So these are now the lowest difficulty for paid. If we have maybe, or lemon, if we have a lemon flowered olive oil, maybe, we could advertise using it when you are baking a cake and we could get in there for a good price, 99 cents. The CPC, the paid difficult is one. So you can see what I am getting at here. You know, need to wish in facts also. All of these are good options for us get into paid search. If we look at just SEO difficulty and we sort by the easiest olive oil, good for goods, again, this one is low competition for both. Not a huge search volume, but hey, 5,000 search amount. That's not too bad. So we could do a blog post on this as well, how olive oil can be used for dogs. This is what we want to look for when we are doing our keyword research. Now, obviously, it's going to depend on your campaign and what product or service you're marketing. But I do want to mention there are a couple other tools that you can use as well. So the first one is WordStream. Works very similar to Uber Suggest, just another platform. So you can see if we go ahead and we run this olive oil search, we can see we have very similar results. The volume, the big range for the low and the high 
So some people are getting onto the top of the page olive oil and lemon for 12 cents. Others are paying $1.77. Just depends on the time and what competition you have got to at particular time I do like. How we can see the low and high. Cause this can really give us some good information and where we might want to set our bids. You know, we can set a bid as low as like 50 cents and we can hit quite a bit this keyword and paid advertising benefit of olives that is pretty cheap to get in front of that one there that's also something to look at so we can see we have got our competition over here so that keywords love competition i mean benefit of olives i would think there would be a lot of competition for that but there doesn't seem to be so that's something we might want to take a look at as well you can see when i get going here i just start seeing stuff all over the place the last two i want to mention is the google as keyword planner this is really where it all starts with the word stream and uber just suggests both get some information from google ads they use the ap and get the information i don't love the organization of google ads and i think it's a little bit easier to use uber suggest and word stream but you can see i have done a search for olive oil here in the google ads keyword planner we have our average monthly searches competition top of bit range the low and the high so a lot of that information we saw in WordStream, you'll notice that it doesn't give the search versus paid competition here like it does in Uber Suggest, and that is because when you are using this keyword planner here in Google Ads, you are generally using it for paid search and not organic search results. So go ahead and saw some keyword research for your product, your search, your industry, go ahead and start creating a list and keeping the back of your mind which ones that you would like to use for your PPC ads versus your content marketing because we are getting real close to finally publishing some content and starting our digital marketing campaign. Prepare website landing pages with WordPress, the final step in preparing our marketing campaign before we actually start publishing our content is to prepare our website. So first of all, what are some considerations that we need to take a look at when we think about our website and our digital marketing campaign. First of all, when we are publishing our content marketing articles, we need to make sure we are using the keywords that we found when we did our keywords research in those articles. And we'll take a look at the, an example of that in a minute here, we need to make sure that we have a dedicated landing page for or marketing campaign now you can do this in a few different ways you can have one page for the entire campaign whether people are coming from social media and ppc some other search or you could create a different landing page for each one of these mediums so everybody who is clicking on a google ad is going to one landing page everybody who is clicking on Facebook posts or maybe all social media posts are going to another landing page. This can help you track things better, but you want to have at least one so that you can track your campaign as a whole. One dedicated landing page. We want to make sure we have consistent messaging. So is if somebody is clicking on our Google ad and the ad says on thing and we are trying to get across one messages 
we want to make sure that when they to go to our website, the page that they land on is consistent with that message, it's just more of its right. It's just trying to get that viewer to be a customer. And then we also want to make sure that we have some optimized header tags on our pages, and I'll show you this. This is a very strict SEO thing, nuts and bolts thing, but it's important. So we want to take a look at that. So let's move over the Google Chrome and start taking a look at all this stuff. So first of all, I mentioned making sure that you are using keywords in your content marketing articles, and we were doing some keyword research early in the course, and we found out that people were searching for olive oil as a natural moisturizer. So we actually have an article on our blog here about using olive oil as natural moisturizer. And so a few things here. Obviously, we want to make sure that our keywords are in the title and that we also have some subtitles with some keyword as well. So if take a look over here in Airtable, we go to keywords, we, you will notice that I found olive oil as face monetizer with search a lot of as well as olive oil for higher lotion. So back in our article, we have higher. If we go down a little bit, we also have face. We could probably change this a little bit to say like olive oil for the face, olive oil for the hands and feet, olive oil for the hire, just to hammer, home those long tail, key phrase with olive oil in them. And then being more specific with what part of the body we are talking about. Now, the one thing that I mentioned that I want to take a look at on this page is the header tags. So when we talk about doing web design, you have header tags on your page and you might need to get your web designer involved in this. But you want to make sure that you, your header tags are set up properly. So what we are going to do is we are going to right click and then we are going to inspect this page. You can do this in other browser as well. Firefox, Safari um, and Chrome, but I'm going to click this little button up here at the top and this will allow me mouse over and select different elements within the page. So I just want to check. So if I mouse over hand, I will click on this element right here. This is all title. Is this should be an two and uh, one tag and its search engines are going to read this page and say this is the most important thing on the page and we want to that to be our title so that's great as we scroll down we want to inspect these sub areas as well so we want to click on the a little arrow click on here we want to make sure that these are two tags so harder to so this is the second most important thing on the page outside of the title are these two tags. So if we were to scroll down, we would see that the other ones are as well. So you want to make sure that you have this set up properly on your website. If you don't, you need to get this in line first. Talk to your web designer. 
maybe go on yourself and you just need to make sure that all of your headers are set up properly. So I didn't want to skip that, but now let's talk about when we set up a dedicated landing page. I'm gonna go over here to WordPress. This is just my WordPress setup that I have and I'm just going to show you what I would do if I were going to create a dedicated landing page. I, sh I would create a new post. So I'm here in WordPress, I'm in post and I'm going to do at new and again, you could do this in any content management system. But WordPress is the one that I'm most familiar with. Obviously, when we add our title and we add our content, we want to be keeping in mind our messaging. We want to use our keywords, but the big thing that I want to talk about this the permalink. So if we go over here on the right side of WordPress and we scroll down a little bit, we have to go to the post section and we scroll down a little bit. You'll notice that there is this section called permalink and right now it's just some kind of gobbledygook. So I actually need to just create is article and just have it as a draft. So we'll just say olive oil campaign. We will probably name that differently when we actually publish it for our landing page. But let's just have that draft and you'll notice that our here uh, now in the permalink section we have a URL slug. So it's going to be our website and then forward slash this slug right here on the, my website I have to category that comes in there as well. It's going to depend how your website set up. We want to make sure that we are doing a premline a URL that is unique that's new. So and so then we have people click on or Google Ads. This is the URL we are going to send them to that allows us to track everything in Google Analytics later on to say we know that these people come from our marketing campaign because this page was created for our marketing campaign and all of our marketing content links to it. So whatever content management system you are using, you want to make sure that you have a post page whether so you want to call it setup that has a unique permalink so that you can track visitors. Now, the other thing that I want to mention that was kind of nice is early in the course we create this keyword table and then we added some keyword in her in we linked them to channel. So we make sure we are using the olive oil keyword on the Google Ads channel. One thing I want to mention is that when we added this linked reference here, if we go over the, the actual channels table, we can now look at all of our channels and this keyword column was added automatically because I linked it in the keyword table. So just by doing that, now we can just go to our channels table here and we can take a look at when we are publishing our Google Ads when we are publishing to Facebook, Twitter, we already have our list of keywords that was brought in here automatically. So we want to make sure that we are using these when we are posting our content and we can make sure that we are using them for the right channel. So now what we can also do is we have gone in and we have created a landing page, let's say, so now we can go in here to a table in the channels 
table and we can add a new column and we'll just call to URL and we can go ahead and we can find the field type of URL and make it a URL and we'll create that field. So now as we create our landing pages, we can pass the URL for each one of these channels in here. So I have this blog post. This is the URL that we want to promote for our website, for our content marketing. So we'll pass that one in there. But if we create a landing page for Google Ads, we could go in and we could pass that in here as well. So that when we go to create our campaign, we go to start our goals as campaign, we have got it all set up. We can go in here, we can grab our URL, we can grab all of our keywords, right? Because if we add them to the keyword list over here and we choose the channel Google Ads, notice if I just choose, I'm just going to add Google Ads to this keyword as well, just to show you. So now if I go back over to channels and we take a look at Google Ads, we have that other keyword in there as well. So you don't have to do it in this table, just do it on the keyword table. Make sure you are selecting the right channel and it will come in here automatically. You add your, your URL and you have got our messaging as well. So you can see how with Airtable everything links together and we are getting it all set up so that we can go right into Google Ads, right into Facebook and just publish our campaign. We don't have to decide what we are going to post and we are URL to send. And to now, we are doing that all beforehand so that we are prepared and ready to go. Or click PPC advertising with Google Ads. Okay, we have finished our preparations and it's time to start implementing our marketing campaign. So we are going to tip it all off with some PPC advertising in Google Ads. So let's jump right in and get started. Okay, so here I'm going in Google Ads. I'm logged into an account. I have gone past that opening guide or tutorial that they try and walk through a creating a campaign and I'm just the main overview of the screen and we are going to jump right and we are going to create a new campaign so I'm just going to click on the blue new campaign button new before we select our campaign objective I do want to mention that there is a lot to Google Ads I'm just going to take you through one use case we are going to do through pretty quick so we can get this part of our campaign out and running but i definitely recommend that you take the google ads essential training course it's on the same website on this course right here and that would help you dive a little bit deeper and learn google ads even better okay now back to this so we are going to select the campaign objective obviously we might want to be looking for sales we might be looking for brand awareness but for this one i want to look for website traffic so that's what we are going to select as our objective and then we will click continue now we need to select a campaign type do we want to show up in search engines do we want to show up as display ad promote shopping posts videos or discover which means 
is part of Google universe of products, YouTube, Gmail, so forth. Performance Max mixes different campaign types together. So that's something that you may be interested in, but we want to run display ads. So we just choose display and we will leave it a standard campaign. Then we need to add the web page that we want to people to go to after they click or ads. So this is our landing page. We configured this earlier in the course. So let's go over to Able table and we are here in the messaging table and let's go ahead and grab one of our landing page URLs and we will pass that in OK. So now we will scroll down a little bit. So we could create a conversation action, which means we can count every time somebody click is on our ad as conversation when we look at our Google Ads Analytics because we create our own landing page we can see that in our own Google Analytics but if you do want to create conversation tracking here in Google Ads that's how you would do that now we do need to give our campaign a name this is just for us nobody else is going to see this so we can just call this olive oil campaign and then we click continue okay so now we are going to specific some of the campaign setting so we can choose which locations we want to target i'm not going to talk about all the, these different things in detail because we went over targeting early in the course so you should be able to pull up your targeting information and just run right through this so you could choose just the united states and canada or countries you could choose your languages you can go down to more settings there is a few things in here we might want to look at if you want to specific what time of day you want your ads to run so you could modify the ad schedule option if you want to only show it on certain devices we could change that we could and at start and data so that's really important if we have an ad data for the campaign we could put that in here and a few other options but we are just going to leave those as default so we'll click on next and we need to set our average daily budget for this campaign pretty simple you did budgeting early in course you can just take your total budget that you set aside for google ads divide by the number of days that your campaign is going to last and you get your daily budget so we can just put in something like maybe 20 dollar here in terms of bidding what do we want to focus on conversations or impressions impressions and mean somebody is just seeing or ad. so if we were doing like a brand recognition campaign and so maybe we would optimize or give of our impression but we want to people to click so we are going to optimize for conversations we can have google automatically maximize conversations which i think is a great option but we can also hit this checkbox and let's see we could set a target cost per action if we wanted to see if they allow us to set maximum no they don't right here so i think that we will just choose maximize for conversations and we'll leave it at that for now but there are 
fill other options you could click on learn more to go over each of these options but we want to get the most conversations possible so that work for us we'll click on next now we can add some targeting so we can click on this add targeting section you'll notice that different areas that we can add so we can add some demographics so that is age gender prevention status income we do have something we want to change in their cause when we looked at our analytics early we saw that this 25 to 44 age group were the people who are most interested in our product or service so we'll just target them in terms of income i'm not going to change anything for that for now or gender or parental status let's go back in here to add targeting so notice that we could also add topics so these are live topics of websites it's a little bit different from keywords because we are looking at websites as a whole instead of keywords we are looking at the individual page but we do want to add some keywords so let's go into keywords and we will notice we already have our demographics up here at the top but right here we can just start entitling keywords now we already have our keywords here and air table so we can go to air table and we could go to our keyword list and we can see our keywords here but these are all of our keywords for all of our channels so instead of that i'm going to go over the channels and from here i'm going to find the google ads channel and i'm just going to copy all of the keyword i'm doing it with a keyword shortcut so control and c or command plus c i'm going to copy all of them go back over the google ads and i'm gonna paste them in now it does want one per line so i could have probably formatted this a little bit different in air table just so i don't have to do and to this but you know that's show it's right now so that works and we'll just do let's say health benefits now i only have a five in here i recommend probably about 20 i wouldn't go over 30 so we would probably want to fill this out more if we were going to run this campaign today but i'll leave the five in there for now notice that as we are speci specifying this information over here on the right our weekly estimates are being updated so right now we are looking at an estimate 60 million impressions probably about 5000 to 27000 clicks okay so as we specific information over here on the left in terms of our targeting or weekly estimate is will change notice that we can get some keyword ideas over here as we enter keywords and as we enter our url actually scanned our page here and pulled up content give us these ideas so we could go through here and i could just add some of these i don't think i have the maseratize in there yet uses of olive oil i'm clicking oil so you could go through this list and you can add some more if you wanted to notice that when i, I added those or estimated impressions went up so if we scroll down a little bit for keyword settings we can't use this audience setting anymore and so we just have to choose content so i wouldn't worry about that optimized targeting yeah that's great so we have 
kind of finished our targeting here so let's go ahead and click on next so now this is where we actually create our app and google ads is a little bit unique especially if you compare it to the other ad serving platforms in this sense that we kind of have to use google's ads format so we can't just upload one image and have that be our app google is going to ask for a little bit of text and it's going to the format or add depending on what device and what website it's on so you can see here we are looking at the mobile phone and this is going to be a preview here in the right so let's go ahead and let's start filling out this information so we have our final url is already in there we need our business name it's two trees olive oil now we can add some images so let's go ahead on click on the plus images button and already uploaded this from my computer but you would just go ahead and upload some images that you want to use so you want to use this one right here and we'll go ahead and save that it's going to crop that in two different versions for me and i can add up to 25 images i also have a logo your logo should be square so i wouldn't want to use this landscape logo so i will just use this square logo and i will sell that we scroll down we could add videos if we wanted to a little bit of video advertising but now we need to add some headlines so if we scroll up a little bit you'll see our headline is going to be right here so right now it says two trees olive oils so if we scroll down you can see that's why it's there we could start adding some different things here so we could say healthy olive oils maybe flower full olive oils and we could add up to 25 for a long headline it's basically the same thing uh, as these other headlines it's just when our ad is showing up in more space on web page what do we want it to say so we could say something like add spice to your meals with organic olive oil i don't know ideally we probably would have used maybe one of our long tail keyword plus a little bit extra but this will work for us for now so we can also add some descriptions so you can say floral olive oils for every occasion maybe something like that and we can add more if we want to i'm not going to go into those other options right now so go ahead and scroll up and see what it looks like so this is an example of what our ads going to look like on a phone at 20,000. we can click on the computer to start seeing some examples of our ads now if we had edit more images we would be seeing different images come up google is going to work them and if one seems to be performing better than the other it will optimize for that there are some advantages so using google in that sense they do some of that optimization for you so we have gone ahead and we have configured a lot of this app so let's go ahead and let's click next so now we are just at the review stage notice that our budget is going to be 20 dollar a day we are trying to maximize conversations we have got our targeting we have got one app we created and we can just go ahead and click pop 
publish campaign and it will start to run for Google Ads. Now, as mentioned earlier, there is a lot of Google Ads. You can go in and modify all of this. We can use the some targeting with different ad copy. We could use different targeting with the same ad copy. We can do all that stuff. It's really robust tool, but this is how you can go in real quick and get a PPC advertising campaign up and running. To Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with Hootsuite. It's hard to find a digital marketing campaign these days that doesn't include some aspect of social media marketing. So let's talk about some consideration when using social media for marketing. And then let's go ahead and upload some social posts. So first of all, are you going to be posting organically or are you going to boost your post? Essentially are. So you're just going to post so that your current followers see that post or are you going to pay for it to reach more viewers? I think that this depends on first of all, how many followers you have. If you have not that many followers, then you are going to want to go down the posted post route. It's also independent on what your budget is. So if you have a very large budget and you say, hey, you know, why not then yeah, go ahead and boost your post. And then thirdly, what are the goals of your campaign? Are you trying to get new customers? If you are trying to get new customers well, then you almost have to boost it, right? Because most of your followers are going to be current customers. So these are some of the consideration when we talk about organic or boosted. Secondly, are we going to be posting uniquely for each social account or are we going to be doing the same thing on both accounts? I think the biggest considerations for this is do you have the same followers in all of your accounts to the same people who follow you on Facebook, follow you on Instagram. If so, then I think you should probably be doing unique posts, something a little more tailored to Instagram for when you are posting on Instagram and something a little more tailored to Facebook for when you are posting on Facebook. So that those users aren't seeing that something twice and in kind of looks a little machine-like and not very personal. Thirdly, what your call to action going to be? Even if you are just doing marketing for brand awareness, you still want to have a call to action if the user wants to find out more. So we should make sure that our social posts are in line with our messaging and are in line with our marketing goals and obviously our marketing goals and messaging should be including a call to action. So just keep that in the back of your mind when you are doing this social post. Now let's move on over the whole site and upload some posts. Okay, so here I'm in whose site and I like to use this tool just to be able to manage multiple social accounts to at once. It makes it a lot of, a lot more efficient. So I have logged into my account and I have edit my social profiles, which you can do once you create on account, you can go down here to the bottom to my profile and then you can click on manage accounts in Teams and you can add your social accounts here at the bottom. So you can see I have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Great. 
so now let's add new post so we are going to go up here to create and then we are going to click on post now throughout the course so far if i we have been using Airtable to record our marketing calls and to add our marketing content. So let's move on our there and to see what we have got. Here we are on Airtable and I'm in the channel table. And from here you'll notice that we have like Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We have our content LinkedIn. So I could go over to the content table and you'll notice I have this free shipping item that has the graphic, the ad copy, the link that we would like to use all that great stuff. But because we are using Airtable and I linked in uh, at right to here from the channel table, I can say, okay, we are going to post to Instagram. What is our content? It's free shipping. If I click on that right here, you'll notice it pops up real nice like this. So I can go ahead and I could just copy that at copyright there. I have already downloaded the image to computer. So we will upload it via that method. So now let's go back to Hootsuite and we need to decide what accounts we want to publish this to. Again, we talk about this. It's up to you. I'm just going to do all three for now. So that's great. Now we need our initial content. So notice it says for text and clicks. So we are going to paste or add copy that we just copied from Airtable and then we'll go back to Airtable and we will also copy the link and we will pass that in as well. Now if we scroll down a little bit, close this, we need to add some media, some media. You can see it actually going to bring in media from our website. So we might not need to add an image demanding hard of how are how you are posting because you added that URL. It's taking all of this information from our website, but we do want to add an image. So let's go ahead and select a file. Have this file on my desktop called Fresh Pink. So we'll go ahead and open that on upload it. Notice that as we do this, we get a preview over here on the right. So this is great. We can see that the post is going to look like go ahead and scroll down and notice that from here in hot site, we have the option to promote or post. Now I will say this works for Facebook and Instagram, but not Twitter. We could choose boost this post and Facebook and click continue. Now in order to do that, we would have to con connect an ad account for and or Facebook page. So we have the link right there. To that and these are some old accounts that we have used it before we can't use them right now but essentially if you went to facebook businesses manager you could just create an ad account you have to add a credit card basically and one is connected to your facebook page you could boost your boost right here from meeting outside but we are not going to do that right now so i just wanted to show you that is where that option is obviously you can boost post right from within Facebook or Instagram, Twitter as well. So once we have everything configured, we can go ahead. We could post it right now or we could schedule it for later. So that's a great option. I talked about it early in the course creating a content schedule. So if you have got a social media content schedule, you can come in here to Hootsuite and you can schedule off your post for as for out as you want. 
you could do it for the whole year if you wanted to so that's great feature as well likely we would usually do that but i do want this post to show up right now so let's go ahead and just post it now okay so it's being posted if we go to our streams here in hood site i have some stream setup and i have these first three streams are our social accounts so this is what we are posting here is facebook you can see here is or post Instagram. Here is our post, I guess. I don't have the Twitter stream set up. Twitter, and we can go to my tweets, and here it is the post we just added to Twitter. Okay, so that's now, so how easy it is to use outside to post to your social accounts. And again, it's really just deciding whether you are going to be doing posted posts or just doing organic social media marketing, and then whether you are going to be doing unique posts for each social account or whether you are going to just do the someone for all of your accounts so hopefully you can make use of Hootsuite to enhance your social media marketing efforts email marketing with hubspot the email marketing may be one of the oldest form of digital marketing but is still one of the most effective let's take a look at how we can do some email marketing as part of our overall marketing campaign we are going to be using hubspot to do that so let's move on over the hubspot so here we are and i'm just at hubspot.com i have logged into a new account i have signed up for a free account so this isn't one of the paid versions and i have kind of skipped some of these setup steps to get just to the basic HubSpot experience. So I can show how you would add an email list and then create an email. So first of all, we are going to go up here to do marketing drop down and we are going to click on email. Now, I will just mention real quick that HubSpot is huge CRM system. You could use it for almost all of your marketing efforts if you want to. Notice that they have a wholesale sections, service. So this like a help desk. You can do automation, you can run reports. So there is a ton of stuff in here, but we are just going to be using it for email. Now, obviously at the top right, we could create an email, but before we do that, we need to create an email list. So I'm going to go up here, the contacts, and I'm going to click on list. The from here, we are going to go up and create a list. We could import a whole list, so if we already have a list of users in like an Excel file that we have permission to email, we could just import that list right there here. So, but we'll create a new one and we will just call it email newsletter. This is just for our internal purposes, the name. Now we have the option of adding it as an active list or a static list. HubSpot can be used as a full-blown CRM like I mentioned. So if we create an active list, we can actually put cookies in users' browser when they are clicking our newsletter and then it can track how they use our website. If they fill out a form, we can record information about that user. If they purchase a product, so we would be using an active list because that list is going to change the information within the list is going to be modified as people use HubSpot and our website. But we'll just create a static list. So we are going to be doing an old school email newsletter here. 
and I will just click next at the top. Now we could add some filters. We would allow us to segment our list, which is great, but we are not going to do that in this video. So I'm just going to go ahead and click cell list. So we have saved our list. Now let's go back up to contacts and we will click on contacts now. There are two simple contacts here in HubSpot. So I'm just going to use them. So I'll just select them both. I will go over here to more and I will click add to static list. Go ahead and look at our lists. We have our email newsletter list and I will click add. Okay. So now they have been added and now we can actually create and send our email. So go back to marketing and click on email. And from here, we are going to go to create email. The first thing that we need to do when creating an email with HubSpot and I'm just going to close. This out is to select our template. You'll notice that we have five options up here at the top. If we were using one of the premium versions of HubSpot, we have access to all of these other templates as well, but we only have these ones. And you can just create a plain email from stretch. As you can see right here, we'll go ahead and use this promotion template. So we can see how some of the elements work here in HubSpot. So you'll notice that we have this template on the right side of our screen. And then we have all the elements on the left. So we can drag these elements into the template if we wanted to. So I could drag a button say right here and then we could click on the pencil to edit the button. We can change the URL and all sorts of stuff. I'm just going to remove that for now. So we need to kind of get this configured for our company, right? So a company logo, obviously, we are going to want to change that. So we have got this image right here. I can just click on replace and then I can go down here. And notice we used it Canva early in the course. So we could import our images. And Canva if wanted to, but I'm going to add an image. I'm going to upload a file and we'll go ahead and choose one of our logos here. I think this one is one that we can use and you will notice that. Boom. Now it's in there. We are already customizing this newsletter for our organizations. So now we have this other area right here, which is also an image. So we could replace that image and we could add just one of our product images here. Let's see what I have got. This one is a good one. Let's go ahead and select that image. You'll notice that there we go. We have our garlic olive oil in there. Now we can promote our goods and service. And I mentioned early in this course that we want to do an email newsletter that was promoting or monetizing effects of olive oil. So let's go ahead and let's go to our website real quick. And we will go to our blog because I'm just going to get some of the information on our blog here. We have this blog post olive oil as a natural moisturizer. So I'm just going to start copy and pasting. Obviously, we wouldn't want to do exact something in our newsletter that we are doing in our blog. However, just for this example, that's what I'm going to do some promote your goods and service well. So we'll change that to olive oil as a natural moisturizer and we will grab something else here as well. Obviously, we would do this differently if we were going to be sending this out as marketing 
material. Now there is more elements on this page. I could go in and add more images. I'm not going to do that. I have shown you have to do that. So what we could actually do is we can hover over the element and we can start just deleting some elements here at just to simplify it for us. So now we have this shop now button. That's something that we want to edit. So we need to edit the URL, right? So I'm just going to go to our shop here in our website and I'll copy that URL that I'll go and I will pass in the here. Okay, and we'll click done. So now that URL is going to work. Obviously, we would change this at the bottom to be our email address. You kind of get the idea, but what I also want you to notice is all of these different elements over here. So we can add, like I mentioned, a button. We could add videos. We could change the layout to different columns, different column widths. If we go over here to design, we can take a look at the template colors. So we could change colors that we are using, the text styles, the styles of our buttons, all sorts of stuff. So there is a lot of customization that you can do here. And HubSpot, and that is one of the things that I obviously love about the HubSpot newsletters. This already looks pretty professional. And all I did was add two images and a little bit of text, right? So now what we could do is we could just review and send it. But there are some other options and notice that there are some email settings. So this is where we can specific where we want the email to come from. So when people receive the email, what's the email address? It's sent from obviously. You want that to be maybe your marketing email address. And then we can specific the subject line. So again, we can just go back to our blog post here and we can just copy and paste some stuff. Put that in there and we don't really need anything else. So once we are all set, we can go to send our schedule and we can send to our email newsletter list. That's great. So we choose that. We could specifically choose not to send it to particular context in that list, but we don't need to worry about that for now. And notice that we could either send it now or schedule it for later. And when we are ready, we can just click on review and send. So let's go ahead and just do that real quick. You'll notice that there is some things that are missing. So we needed to add our company name and address. This is why HubSpot's awesome. It's telling us some things that we can fix and same suggestions. There is no personalization tokens in this email. We could make is two and the subject of the email actually says the context name, things like that. But if we just fixed this one error of having our company name and addresses, we could then send out this email and boom, you have now sent on email newsletter using HubSpot. So there are a number of different tools you can use for your email newsletter and marketing. But I think HubSpot is a really easy one to use. Plus, it has all of the other marketing features. So if you start using it for email and you say, you know what is feature looks cool, well, maybe you can transition and to do a lot of your marketing work with HubSpot. So not just email. So I hope that this helps you get to this email newsletter out there. 
because that's obviously a huge part of your digital marketing campaign. And affiliates and influencers for your campaign. So using affiliates and influencers as part of your marketing campaign is a great way to get some help from people outside of your organization. Now, affiliates are about as old as the internet itself and influencers seem to be all of the modern age. So what is the difference? Let's talk about it. First of all, affiliates tend to earn their commission from referral sales. That is, they only get paid when somebody buys a product or service that the promoted and they tend to do this by building websites and using a lot of SEO and content marketing to get people to their website. And then they talk about your product or service and those people decide to buy it. They don't have to put their face on camera or anything like that. They mostly use websites. Influencers, on the other hand, first all of to get paid just for promoting your products and services on their social channels and they don't have to actually sell anything and they also tend to use their personal brand and they are following to promote your products or service so they are not building websites they are in front of the camera they are kind of living their lifestyle and they are using your products or your service as part of it so and they are promoting that to their followers so these are kind of the main differences but there are obviously some similarities as they are both outside entities that are doing some marketing for you and now let's talk specifically about affiliate marketing first of all how do you find affiliates well the best place to do that is a website called commission junction commission junction is and gg.com and it's the oldest affiliate website out there it's also the biggest and that's their user they most so if you actually go to sign up as an advertiser and we will just go to sign up and you kind of go and fill this out it's not like any other website where you fill out your information then uh, oh okay now you have got your database of all these affiliates that you can use no once you finish filling out the information you'll get a phone call and you'll actually have representative that will see what your organization's looking for and they will try and match you with their publishers and they vet their publishers a lot too so if you are serious about doing affiliate marketing gg is the place to go now with that being said if you do a lot of e-commerce you also might want to think about a website called reparation now reparation is an affiliate website but it links with a lot of e-commerce solutions so if we go and we click on the try it free for 40 days you'll notice that it asks us to select our platform so we need to be using shopify woocommerce meganto bigcommerce salesforce one of these e-commerce solutions on the right you'll notice it says hey you know we do build, build apps and plugins with partner platforms you can do custom integrations if you want you can contact them it's obviously going to be a little bit bigger deal it's going to probably cost you more but it's an option I would probably suggest using commission junction if that is the case but if you are using one of these e-commerce platforms reparation is great option now what are the consideration well the one week one is that you need to provide 
the affiliate with marketing material. So that might just be some logos and images, maybe some text they can use on their website when they are promoting it, but you also need to have a referral link. So you need to have a link that is unique to them so that each affiliate has their own unique link so that you know when somebody purchases your product or service after being on that affiliate's website that you need to pay that affiliate. And so you also need a system to do that. Now, Commission Junction will do that for you. And if you use Refresion or any of those platforms, it will do that for you. But there is little bit more of setup involved with affiliates. Now, in terms of influencers, first of all, how do you find influencers? Well, it's a little bit more difficult. There are websites out there are, that can help you find them. But I think the best way is to really take a look at your current social media followers. See if they are some that have a big following themselves, if they are promoting any products or service, even if they are not, if they have a big following, then you can reach out to them and see if they would be willing to promote your product or service. Now, at the same time, you can also do some searching in your industry or from your competitors and uh, so your industry or from your competitors to see if there are any industry wide influencers that might help your organizations. Now, it's a little bit more difficult to find good influencers just because the whole ecosystem is a lot narrower than it is for affiliates and it hasn't really been built out yet. Now, what about the consideration for influencer marketing? Well, the big one is we mentioned earlier, they get paid regardless of whether the promotion was a success. So you really need to have faith that these influencers have a legitimate following. So they didn't just buy a bunch of followers and say that they are real. So you want to do your due diligence. You want to search them. You want to look at their social profiles, see if they are actual having real interactions with other users before you decide to go with them. Because with affiliates, it's a little different. You can choose as many affiliates as you want. And if one of them said anything, you don't have to pay them anything. So there isn't much loss that you can have there. Now, yeah, you could lose some trust if you are using some more sketch affiliates who are doing some things that might not be on the up and up. But at the same time, you are not going to have to pay them if nobody is buying your product or service. With influencers, you do. So that's definitely something to think about. Obviously, influencers are huge nowadays with Instagram. So it's something to look into maybe set aside a certain budget for that and then see if you can track your success with that to decide whether or not it's something that you want to continue doing going forward. Tracking to Google Analytics. So goal tracking is a powerful tool within Google Analytics that help us measure the success of our marketing campaigns goal Tracking help us by identifying when a user purchases a product or service on our website. Because of this, we can use gold tracking to help us calculate our campaign ROI. Additionally, if you are using gold tracking, you can also gain 
some important insight into the user experience, specifically things like shopping cart abandonment, right? When somebody adds items to a shopping cart, gets to the checkout page and then they never end up checking out. So, well, what happened there? You can use goal tracking the, so how many times that's happening so you can try and improve your site and the funnel and the flow so that it doesn't happen as much in the future. Let's take a look. Okay, so I'm logged into Google Analytics account and uh, I'm on the website that I want to set up goal tracking for. So I have just gone to admin section so which you can access down here at the bottom left and from here for the site that we want to add goal tracking to. We are going to go to this, this view column and we are going to go to goals from here. We are going to create a new goal and we can go ahead and select what type of goal that we would like to create. So we want to create a revenue goal. So we want to know when somebody places an order from our websites. So we'll scroll down and click on continue. We can just call it place on order. We can just call it place an order. We can leave that name right in there. Now, what type of goal it is this? Is it a destination goal, a duration goal? How many pages per session? Well, obviously we want to know when they purchase something. So the easiest way to do that is to create a page that people will once they have purchased something. Often called, uh, you can see for Google's example, they have tanks. So make sure that after somebody purchase a project or service on your website, they always go to do some page. So then we can configure or goal to track everyone who eats that page because we know that they have purchased a project or service. So we will choose destination as the type of goal and then hit continue. So now all we need to do is say the goal details. Destination is equal to the page on our site that people see after they purchase a product or service. So that might just be thank you. Obviously that is going to depend on your websites, but all you need to do is enter that purchased product page here. And then we can go ahead and we can hit save. Obviously there are some other options you could assign a mandatory value to the conversation. So if you have like an average value per purchase on your website, you could put that value in here, which obviously different people might purchase more or less products. But if you have that average value, you can get pretty close to being accurate for helping to calculate your marketing ROI. You could also do some funnel tracking if you would like, so you can See if after they purchase the product or service, in this case, you probably wouldn't use a funnel. But we, if we are, we were, we would see where we do want them to get next after that. And we could see if they are hitting our funnel correctly. This is often used more for when people are first hitting your web page, then you are trying to funnel them through. So you would set this goal for different place in your website. You would use the funneling option so we can just go ahead and click save. And so that's obviously, we would obviously create another goal for them when people hit our checkout page. So then we can compare how many people are getting to checkout page versus the thank you 
page. And that tells us what our shopping cart abandonment rate is. Now, when we go into Google Analytics, we have just go to say, I guess, we will go to acquisition overview and we scroll down here. You'll notice that I don't have any goal set up for this site right now, but if I did and we were hitting some of them, they would be listed here in the column so I could see from organic search what percentage of the people that come from organic search are completing our goal. So, Aka purchasing a product or service. How many people from referrals, from direct, from social, if we had email in here that would be in here as well. And so then I could go further. I could click on organic search or social and I could see exactly where safe or social. Are they coming from Facebook or Instagram or someone else? Is there a difference? People come from Facebook are they more like the purchase or product or service and Instagram? If so, why is that? So you can see where I'm getting at here. But setting up Google tracking in Google Analytics is a great way to determine the ROI of your marketing campaign and just measure its overall success. So make sure you get that set up for your website. Campaign performance with Google Analytics. Now that our marketing campaign is up and running, let's talk about how we can review the campaign performance using Google Analytics. That now, uh, first of all, I want to talk about a few considerations. I think it's a good idea to use Google Analytics as your primary data source whenever possible. The reason for that is, is usually you are sending people from all of these different mediums to your website to buy a product or service and if you go into all of these different platforms and you get your data from there, you have got your data split out all over the place but at the end of the day, they are accessing your website. So by using Google Analytics, you kind of, of have all of that data in one place. So I think it's a more uniform way to track your campaign performance. Obviously, you know, you want to log into Facebook and HubSpot and check your analytics in those different platforms. But the analytics that you should be using to kind of determine the success of your campaign should come from Google Analytics is if possible. With that being said, I think it's important to review the Google Analytics training course that's also on the same website as this course because already and uh, really I'm just giving a crash course on getting your marketing campaign set up, running and then quickly going in and taking a look. But Google Analytics is a super powerful tool with a ton of features. There is a ton to learn. I can even learn more my, myself. So if you have the time, I definitely recommend you review the Google Analytics Essential Training Course here on this website. And then when we talk about reviewing the performance of our marketing, marketing campaign, we have talked about ROI. We need to calculate our marketing ROI whenever possible. And that's why we set up goal tracking early in the course. So we know when somebody purchased something and then where they have come from before, their purchase that product or service that's really important. Then as you collect data, you 
want to make sure that you are saving that data so that you can use in the future campaigns when we were getting our marketing campaign set up early in the course i talk about targeting and i said well finding your target market the best way to do that is if you have information from current customers previous customers and campaigns that you have run in the past so save the information from your marketing campaign cause it is going to be very valuable to you in the future so now let's go ahead and jump into google analytics and review some of our data okay so the first thing i want to take a look at its kind of general review of how our websites doing and we can gain an idea a little bit on how our different channels from our market campaign are working so right now i'm in google analytics for the site i want to look at i am in the acquisition section underneath our traffic and i have clicked on channels so we are looking at the channels that people are coming from when they access our website so right from here if we scroll down a little bit we can see that we have people coming from organic search okay you know that might not have been a huge part of this particular campaign so that might not be important but then we also have visitors coming from social channels we have one who come from email we just sent that email out so we don't have many yet and then we also have referrals so that can come from other websites and things like that but we can just gain idea of our website's overall picture right here you know are we getting most of our traffic from organic search referrals, social media email so that can kind give you an idea on how your campaign is performing but let's dig a little deeper and look a little more specifically so what i want to do is i'm going to go over here and i'm going to go to the behavior section and i'm going to go to site content and all pages okay so here in the behavior section of google analytics where we are looking at site content and all pages we are looking at the pages people are accessing on our website and early in the course so we set up a primer line for us to use during our marketing campaign so that whenever anybody clicks on a button or one or a call to action they are sent a specific link that we know is for our marketing campaign so that we can come into google analytics and we can take a look so this is is if i had set up three links right i set up one for facebook one for our email and then one for our affiliates and so now we can take a look over here you know how many page views we are getting or average time on page all of our website analytics and then we can we can kind of gain an idea of which of these sources are most successful for us right now so obviously you are going to be looking at how many page views you are getting time on page bounce rate all of that sort of thing we don't get to see our goals on this page so we talk about setting up goals early from right here we are not looking at that to access that we need to go to the channel section so we are going to go to acquisition and then we are going to go to overview and we looked at this early in the course but this is where we can see where our viewers are coming from and then over here we can see our conversation so 
if we had goal set up, we would be able to see our conversation rate. And there are a ton of things that you can do. We set up permanent links for our campaigns, but you can do forwarding. You can actually set up way here in Google Analytics to track where people are coming from. If they are coming from your marketing campaign and actually for our CPC campaign, I forgot to mention that if we go down here into acquisition section and you take a look at campaigns and we can take a look at all of your or Google Ads campaigns. So haven't run them for this site yet, but if I went in here to paid keywords, we would be able to see all of the people that are coming to our website through CPC and it would say the keyword over here and we would be able to see that it was from a Google Ads CPC campaign and we would be able to see all of your statistics. So then you can compare or session duration or bounce rate in our Google goal competition to the other referral sources that we looked at here are other channels. So are we completing our goals more with users who are coming from social media, from email, from CPC that gives you a really good idea of which of these channels is most important for your organization in the future. So again, as I mentioned earlier in this video, you can go into HubSpot, you can go into Google Ads and you can look at all your data in there. But if you get really comfortable here in Google Analytics and you don't have to learn how to use as many tools and you can see all of that data in one place. So I really recommend taking a deep dive into Google Analytics if you can add, then you can spend a little less time dwelling into the analytics one on some of the other platforms because it's all here. It's just organizing it and finding it. That can be a little complicated sometimes, but that is because this tool is so powerful. Campaign goals. Once your marketing campaign has run its course, it's time to regulate your campaign goals. Let's talk about some things to think about when doing so. First of all, both underachieving and overachieving should be evaluated. So for example, if we go back to our table and look at the goals we created at the beginning of the course, we can see that we achieved our website with its goal. We actually triplied it. We achieved our social media with its goal. We more than doubled it, we, yet we didn't hit our sales goal. So the thing that you have to ask yourself is what happened. And the first thing that you should look at is where this issue with forecasting or was it with campaign implementation? So were our numbers off. We just didn't realize that by getting these many visits from social media and to our website, that we just wouldn't get that many sales. Or was there something wrong with the campaign? Was there something that when these users returned or website, they said, no, I'm not buying that product or service. So that is really the hardest questions. And that's one of the most important questions to ask when you are looking at your goals is when your goals don't match up with the actual end result 
was that an issue with the forecasting or was it can issue with the campaign and so if you could figure that out then i can almost guarantee you that your next campaign is going to be more successful than the one you are reviewing and with that being said goals should be reviewed regularly and i don't just mean after a campaign has finished being run you should be reviewing your campaign goals during a campaign you can catch issue a lot of the times by doing that you just start to look at one of your goals if it was the social media visits and you are not even coming close well what is it we are posting it to the wrong account or on the wrong day you need to be reviewing these goals regularly because they sometimes can point you into the right direction to catching things before a campaign has been completed and then as always we need to use these results for future forecasting so when we just looked at that example of our numbers being off well that should be a good learning lesson for us so that the next time we run a campaign we can have more accurate numbers we always want to see it's nice to see these over hashing numbers but that doesn't help when we are figuring out our marketing budget in the future and just trying to get accurate results so even if you are over hashing it's important to evaluate why that's happening to refine your marketing techniques so now that you have finished watching the course there are a few steps that you can take to maximize your digital marketing success first of all if you haven't already run a marketing campaign it can be overwhelming to get everything together and feel ready to run a campaign but the learning that will happen by doing so is well worth it even if you don't meet all of your goals the data and experience you'll receive will pay off down the road additionally you should check out the google ads and google analytics essential training courses here on the site they are probably the two most important tools you'll be using for digital marketing you may also want to consider some of the my other course in this site related to marketing social media and advertising some examples include my marketing tools course which features over 75 top of the line marketing tools as well as my social media tools course and advertising on instagram and advertising on youtube if you would like to reach out to me you can find me on my website and sadikvural.com and linkedin as sadik rural thanks for watching good luck and i hope you achieve plenty of success with your marketing campaigns